Good to see you today. Welcome to Gap Hill Church. Let's stand together. Have you come to bless the Lord? Lord, we lift you up now. We bless you. We praise you in this place. We glorify you. For there's none like you. Hallelujah. Let's sing to the Lord. And God, there's nobody like you, God. There's nobody like you. upon the sand and the oceans push and pull at your command and you hold the moon and stars within your hands and all with just a breath the world began we see God there's nobody like you Nobody like you, God. There will never be, never be no one like you, God. There's nobody like you, God. There's nobody like you, God. There will never be. With nothing we could do would be enough. Thank you, Lord. From heaven's highest place you All my sin and shame forever overcome. And oh, and the grave was overwhelmed by perfect love. God, there's nobody like you, God. There's nobody like you, God. There will never be, never be no one like you, God. There's nobody like you. Nobody like you, God. There will never be. Nobody like you, God. There will never be, never be no one like you, God. There's nobody like you, God. There's nobody like you, God. There will never be. Hallelujah. We lift you up, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Can you say that together? Hallelujah. We lift you, Lord. We magnify your name, oh God. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With all this that we're going through right now, we just raise a hallelujah to you, Lord. And I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. And I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. Yeah, put your hands together. 
touch our hearts and our minds, oh God, by your spirit. For we are dependent upon you, oh Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. says, in the last days, I will pour my spirit out on all flesh. The last several months now, I believe God has allowed this pandemic to affect the Christians and the church church attenders. And it's pushed us all, I guess, some of us to our limits. And we fall into one or two camps. One camp is the camp of those that complain and whine about all that's going on. They have to they complain and whine about all the changes they have to go through just to come to church. The other one come from sec- the other group comes from Second Chronicles. 
if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and restore the land. There's a last little verse on this song that says, I hear the sound of revival rain. I don't believe that's the wind blowing. I don't believe that's the earth shaking. I don't believe that's the timbers rattling or the, the roof rattling. I believe that's the sound of the prayer of the saints. If there's ever been a time when you need to pray as saints, it's now. This last verse is real simple. There's, I hear the sound of revival rain. I hear the sound, I hear the sound, I hear the sound of revival rain, I hear the sound, and I hear the sound, real simple line, I hear the sound of revival rain, I hear the sound, I hear the sound, and I hear the sound. Of revival rain, whoa! I hear the sound, and I hear the sound. I hear the sound of revival rain. I hear the sound, and I hear the sound. Sing it again. I hear the sound, and I hear the sound of revival rain. you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. How many of you are glad to be here today? Man, y'all are looking good today. Smiling out there. I see so many smiling faces. That's always a good sign, isn't it? Amen. you know what I mean when I say that there's times that you just you just held on anybody know what that means anybody ever been there where you just you're just you know people actually say what in the world's going on and you like I'm just holding on that's all I'm doing there's times that's the way it is in our lives but the good news is if you hold on God's going to come through for you that's that's the point this morning so I'm going to sing this song for you if I could You ask me how it is that I'm still standing. You wonder how I made it through my storm. I can't boast of any special powers. Cause it's no secret I just held on. And I held on till the storm was over. I don't claim to be a hero, and I don't have all the answers, but I held on till the storm was over. It's not because 
because I'm good, not because I'm great. See, it's not because I'm strong, but I just held on. Anybody know what I'm singing about? Praise the Lord. They're finally happening. I've got blessings. Thank God I call my own. But there was so many times I wondered how I'd make it. While I was wondering, I just kept holding on. And I held on to my soul. It's not because you're strong. You just held on. God have mercy. Somebody ought to lift their hands and give God glory right now. I'm just holding on. I'm holding on. But as long as I can hold on to His unchanging hand, is always the promise for the child of God. Aren't you glad for that today? Good to see some new faces with us this morning. I've never seen, so I welcome you to Gatfield Church of God. I'm the crazy pastor that they voted on one day to come here. So it's good to meet you too. Now, I want to um, start off by saying I was asked, I normally don't do this, but when I'm asked, I try to do what people ask me to do if it's not anything too crazy. McKenna Eller's birthday. Can we give her a hand clap today? <laughs> McKenna, I'll let you guess. Who did that to you? <laughs> Today I want to preach on this topic. A personal miracle. Not a miracle that God did for somebody else. I'm talking about a miracle that God is doing for you. Please don't misunderstand me. There are times that 
we need to help other people get their miracle? There's a time and place for everything. There's a time and there's a season. There's a time when I need to pray for you because you're struggling. There's times that God puts me in the pathway of other people that I can help them to get through their struggle. But sometimes we can focus so much on other people and their needs that we forget to take care of our own. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's called selflessness. We want to help other people. And oftentimes, there's some of you like that in this place today. People can walk on you, talk about you, but you'll do whatever it is within your power to make sure that you take care of other people. Today, I need you for just a few minutes to be selfish, all right? Today, I don't want to talk about them. Today, I'm talking to you. Because there's times in our life that we need God to work a miracle out for us. And so today, I'm going to show you a God that is able to perform a miracle just for you. Let's stand for the reading of the Word, and I'll let you sit back down until I get finished preaching. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. But a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve long years, and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And immediately, I love that word, that's how God works. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, he turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? He looked around to see her who had done this thing, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. You may be seated. Will you hand me, will you hand me that? It is amazing what difference a day can make in your life. How many of you have ever seen God do something while you were sleeping at night? Have you ever went to bed with a burden and then you got up the next day only to find that God had already worked out your situation? To find that overnight everything had changed for you. This is the way it is with this lady. She goes to bed the night before. She's been having blood coming from her body for 12 long years. All of you know that's not anything that's normal. It is a, a, a dreaded disease that she has gotten. Many people call her unclean. But on this particular day in the life of Jesus, many miracles would be performed. He was, he was going to calm a storm. If you read your Bible, you'll find he saved his disciples from the storm in the sea. He then would go and cast out demons as he walked on the coast of the Gadarenes. And, and he would heal a man that was crazy and would break chains and do all kind of ludicrous stuff. But then all of a sudden Jesus rebuked the devils, put him in the swine. The Bible said that people saw him clothed and in his right mind. He's on his way to heal a daughter of Jairus who has asked Jesus to go to his house so that she can be made whole. She is about to die. He is stopped by a woman, as we read in our verse, with the issue of blood. Now I'm going to show you two things that were against her and then I'm going to show you three things that were for her. The first thing that was against her was precedence. Now, when you use the word precedent, it simply means this. It means a model or an example. So in other words, the medical records of those days this is against her because we cannot find anywhere in the Bible. Luke is a great physician in the Bible. He's one of the 12. But there is nowhere in the Bible that shows us or reveals to us that there's anybody else in the Bible that has ever had this problem. So it's president. That means that she's the example, all right? She's the guinea pig. If somebody wants to do tests on her, she was the guinea pig. Nobody else has this disease. Nobody else is having issues with it. So this is against her because they don't have any knowledge of this. For 12 long years, the blood has flowed from her body. She is weak from this. She is tired of this. She, she's considered unclean as a result. She is an outcast. When she tries to go out to eat with the ladies and to have their little tea party, the owner looks at her and says, ma'am, I'm sorry, you can't come in here. You're unclean. 
she was treated like a leper. She was treated like someone that was an outcast. And so they just say, get on out of here. You're an unclean. A matter of fact, this is the life that she had lived. Because of that, because she's this model or example of this first time this disease has ever hit, she had no case example to look back to. She evidently, what I'm seeing here is that she was the first. And can I say to somebody today that there, this will never happen to you because according to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, and you know the scripture, God said there has no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. That means that there's other people that have gone through what you're going through. No temptation has taken you more than such as is common to man, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above that you are able but with the way he will make a way of escape with that temptation he'll make a way of escape that you can bear it please hear me today there is never going to be a time that president is going to be against you there's never going to be a time that you're going to go through something that you're not going to be able to say Jesus has already seen this before because a matter of fact the Bible tells us that when Jesus took stripes on his back by his stripes you are healed when he took those stripes I don't care what kind of disease or category of sickness you fall under I want you to know that Jesus Christ has already taken the stripes on his back for your healing he did not exclude cancer he did not excuse exclude coronavirus he did not exclude any other number of diseases there is none of them if you're the first case that ever gets it let me tell you it doesn't matter Jesus Christ already has your answer and your healing never lose hope when you think you're the only person dealing with it or the only person going through it take joy in knowing that Jesus has gone before you he died on the cross and took those scars on his back so that you could be healed do you believe that today can you trust God for that today we've got several people today and I'll go ahead and mention it while I'm here brother Paul Stevens had some issues last night with his oxygen level falling but thank God I got a report just a few minutes ago that said that he's doing better we prayed for him that was about eight o'clock this morning he's doing better and resting now he's been moved yeah, as many of you know, Brother Paul is 80, 88 years old, I guess now, maybe going on 89. Had open heart surgery. He's at Manor Rehab Center. Isn't that a miracle? I mean, isn't that a miracle? So don't tell me that God doesn't still touch and He still needs healing and we still need to pray for Him. And I've got several other requests today. But what we need to do as a church, we need to bind together and we need to believe that the God of the Bible is still a God that is able to heal. You're going to learn in our story today that it doesn't matter what it is, God has the answer. So president is against her. It must have felt bad being the only person around that has this issue. Secondly, the other thing that was against her, and you know what I'm talking about when I say this, people were against her. Has anybody ever had people against you? Most of your problems in life, listen to me, this is, this is going to be the wisest word I've said all day. You ready? Most of the problems that you have in life will be caused by people. It's not going to be your fur ball of a pet. It's not going to be your little puppy. Alright? It's not going to be your kitty cat. Alright? They're going to love on you when everybody else hates you. It's not going to be them. It's going to be people. Because that's what people do. Man, we have let each other down before, haven't we? We have let God down. A matter of fact, humans, that's us. I'm talking about all of us. Humans, we've just made a mess of things. You look at our world right now. You look at racism that is going on right now. That is straight from the bottomless pit of hell. And I'm going to tell you right now, what's the problem? People, people will always stand in the way of getting to the place that God wants you to go. It's always going to happen. It's happened since the beginning of time. We've got riots going on. I got so uproared yesterday when I was watching this 18-wheeler driving through a, a town and, and, and some gangsters jumped on him and started beating on the, the windows. And I don't know if he had the other side unlocked. I would have just kept driving if it had been me. But, but he stops the truck. I guess one of them jumped in the other side and was beating him out. Beat him out into the crowd and the, and the people are sitting there just beating on him. What's wrong with our world? People 
are the issue. Why do you think whenever Noah, whenever the ark and the flood and the waters came, why did God destroy the earth? Because man's wickedness had got in the way of God's plan. And because of that, God said, I'm going to destroy the earth. Do you know that I'm with John the Revelator that said, even so, come Lord Jesus. There's coming a day when this world's going to get so bad, we're not going to know what to do. Our presidents aren't going to have an answer. Congress and Senate isn't going to have an answer. But I'm going to tell you who does have the answer. Jesus Christ is the answer for the world's problem. I'm not looking to man to fix it. And one of these days, Jesus Christ is going to come back and He's going to destroy this old world, not by flood, but this time He'll destroy it by fire. People know how to make a mess of things. It's just who we are. And if we don't keep our flesh under control that's who we are. But if we allow the Spirit to rule in our life, people can be some of the best things in your life. It just depends on who you allow to dictate you, the Spirit or the flesh. People perhaps were constantly... I want you to think about this lady. I, I can see her. They're, they're probably talking about how bad, how bad she looks. I mean, can you imagine the whispers that, about this lady? Can you imagine people standing in the corner? Have you ever had people do that to you? Has anybody ever had somebody whisper and you knew they were talking about you? Oh, come on, man. I've had that happen to me. It just, you know, it kind of, at first it kind of ticks you off, but then you, you know you're like, Jesus, just help me right now. And you learn to get over it because you learn the concept people are going to be people. You can't live your life based on what everybody else does. And what I'm learning through these riots and all this stuff going on around me is that I can't judge everybody by a group of people. Because while there's people that are negative, thank God there's a group of people that are positive. While there's people that are dead and dried up, thank God there's still a church of people that are on fire for God. While some people, all they do is complain, there's another group that are going to praise. So you cannot judge the whole bunch by just one group. This lady had to learn that because people were getting in the way of her getting to Jesus. As a matter of fact, whenever I read in my Bible, I can see as these people, they're talking about her. Maybe they talk about how bad she looks. Can, can you imagine one day when she's walking by and somebody points her out and says, oh, you know, they gave up on old, old Beth over here. She's not going to make it. Beth's not going to make it. Look how bad she looks. Don't she, don't she look a little pale? Don't she? Hasn't she lost a little weight? I mean, look, 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 look. Here goes old Beth walking down the road. I'm, I'm sorry, that was the first thing that came to my mind. I, I, I'm serious. I didn't plan that. And so here she comes walking down the road. She's been over. She's tired. She's weak. And all people can do is talk about her. My God, help us not to fall into that category. Because I'm telling you, I've seen some people, I've been in that place before, that if one more person I felt like would have said one negative thing about me, I would have collapsed. If I would have heard one more negative report, I feel like I could have jumped off a building. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And I'm not talking about high enough to kill myself. I just jumped. Listen, I'm telling you, I just felt like it was all over if I just heard one more negative report. But I want to tell you, you got to be like this lady. And you got to understand my trust is not in people. I'm waiting for my miracle from God. God's the one that's going to bring my miracle. And so in the back of her mind, she keeps it. I'm not going to dwell on what Fred over here said and what Bob he said what I'm going to do is focus on Jesus Christ if I can just get in contact with Jesus my God there's hope for me see she's been to all these doctors she's been to Dr. Pharisee she's been to Dr. Legalism she's been to Dr. Tradition none of them can help her Dr. Pharisee hey man sometimes we face these same influences and these doctors when we feel sick in our spirit Dr. Pharisee says you're not living right Dr. Pharisee is the one that stands around saying well if you were living for God you wouldn't be sick Dr. Pharisee's a lunatic. Ignore him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Dr. Legalism is the one that says, well, you better put your trust in man. It's man-made law. It's man-made rituals. You put your trust in man. You can't put your trust in man. Don't listen to Dr. Legalism. It's going to end bad for you. You better put your trust in Jesus. And then there's Dr. Tradition that says, just keep doing things the way you've always done them, and things will change. Can I tell you something? One of the most recipes for disaster is when you try to do the same thing you've always done and get different results. 
If you do the same thing you've always done and go by the same formula and the same code of conduct, it is going to turn out the exact same way. This woman cannot afford to listen to doctor tradition. Just keep on living your life. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Just keep going the doctor after doctor, spending all your money. What she needs to do is do what we need to do. we got to get the doctor Jesus because he's the one that can fix this stuff for us. Oh my God, see the devil will see to it that, that there are people in your life who will try to discourage you. I don't care where you go. The devil's going to put somebody in your path that's going to hinder you. I don't care if it's on your job. I don't care if it's at school for you kids. I don't care. There is always going to be somebody, a person, that is going to try to hinder you. That's going to try to make you feel bad. That's going to try to tell you you can't do it. And I've come to preach to you today. Your miracle's not going to come from them. You need to look up the Jesus Christ and call on His name and say, Jesus, help me. And I don't care if you're a kid. I don't care if you're an adult. I'm telling you today, He's the answer. President is in her way. She's the first one. She's the model of this stuff. That's against her. Doctors don't know what to do for her. She's got people against her just like we often will and then i want you to look at a third thing position was against her she is who is she can anybody tell me her name y'all don't know her name well guess what i don't either and i don't care what extracurricular uh, book i read from the bible they can put names in there but the bible doesn't specify who this woman is she can i tell you who she is she's a nobody from nowhere she doesn't have a title. She doesn't have a religious clout. All right, It doesn't tell her she's a pillar in her church. She doesn't have political clout. She's not a politician. She is unknown. But out of her obscurity or her unknownness, she reached up and touched Jesus. My God, hey, nobody in the crowd may have known her. My God, but I'm so glad to tell you that Jesus knew her and I don't care who in this world knows who Jimmy Perdue is all I'm worried about is that Jesus Christ said I know your name I know who you are I know where you are I know what you're going through I know why you're going through it and I'm the answer I've got a miracle for you Woo. presidents is against her people are against her position is against her but in all of these things and I, I could give you some more but I want to give you three things that are actually for her. Her problem. I'm going to let y'all digest that, alright? What, Pastor? How in the world? That's right. Her problem was in her favor. How many of you believe that your problem is in your favor? Who in the world can believe in this building that you are discouraged, you're disgusted, you're busted, you're trying to look for an answer, you've tried different things and you can't seem to get this thing worked out. What if I told you today that your problem is actually a good thing? Why is a problem a good thing? Because your problem is God's opportunity to work a miracle for you. Watch this. Because without a problem, there's no need for a... The lady with the issue of blood, her story would just vanish away if she didn't have an issue of blood. It's the issue of blood that is going for her. Her problem is an opportunity. See, there's sometimes, and I can't understand God. I'm still trying to learn Him after all these years, and I really don't understand Him all the time. I, I read my Bible, and I try to grasp it. I pray, and I try to grasp it, but I, I just can't do it. It's my humanity that gets in the way. But Jesus Christ sometimes allows me and you to go through things so that He can be glorified. When I get the mentality of it's not about me, it's about glorifying Jesus, everything will change in my life. 
I will look at my problems different. I will look at my sicknesses different. I will look at my finances different. When I understand, listen here, it's all in God's hands. It is not about me. So if I have a problem in any of these areas, whether it's sickness, finances, my family that's dysfunctional, whether it's in my church, whatever problems I have, I need to change my way of thinking and say this problem, even though the devil tries to make me think it's against me, this problem is not against me. This problem is actually for me. Because if I didn't have a problem, then I'd never know that God knows how to solve problems. He's a problem solver. He's a miracle worker. So I have to have these things in my life in order to see the glory of God revealed. One of the greatest stories in the Bible, and I can't hardly understand it. I'm, I'm still trying to learn myself, but it's the story of Pharaoh in Egypt. Anybody ever read that story? This guy, God hardens his heart. And the reason that he does all this is so that he can be glorified. Even in one place it says that the reason that Pharaoh was born was so that I might be glorified. Man, it's amazing. God is saying that every piece of the puzzle in your life is a part of His plan. So maybe if I would stop looking at my failures as problems, maybe if I would stop looking at my shortcomings as problems and say, you know what, this is a way that God can bring glory to Himself when He delivers me from my addiction, when He sets me free from this depression that's got all wrapped around my head, when He sets my family free, then I can give God glory and look up the sky and say, Jesus, I didn't understand it when it happened but now I understand why it happened glory be to your name because you brought a miracle right to me her problem is for her you need to remember that secondly I want you to see something else that's for her and that's the master's provision she had said if only I may touch his clothes his clothes are you with me not his hand but his clothes, I shall be. That's called faith right there, son. My Lord. I mean, we think the preacher's got to get anointing oil and all that scripture. I'm not saying it's not. We think we got to get anointing oil, pour it on their head, slap them, get them slain in the spirit before God can answer their prayer. That's hogwash. This woman had so much faith. Gee, listen, Jesus wasn't having a healing line. Did anybody read that in your Bible? Was he praying for people and having a healing line? No. The Bible says that they are thronging him. It is chaos. It looks like a riot, except for it's not like what we're seeing on the news. I mean, this is a good thing. People are wanting to get to Jesus. But they are literally just thronging him. There's so many people. He's, the disciples are, hey, like security. Move out the way. The master's got to get somewhere. Oh, well, watch out. They're just fighting their way through this crowd. It is absolute chaos. So here goes you. He's not having an orderly revival meeting and saying, step up, Dylan. What do you need today? I want to pray for your need. Get on out. Next. Come on, Doug. Uh, Doug, it's time to pray. I called you the wrong name, Johnny. Johnny, come. It's time to pray. Doug must need prayer today. Hallelujah. And you call them up one by one and tell them, I want to pray. That's not the way this is. This is chaotic. He's not having a healing line. So this woman says, I don't need to be in a healing line. I don't need a preacher to lay hands on me. I don't need them to slap me in the floor, speak in tongues for 30 minutes before I can get my miracle. All I need to do is touch the garment. Oh my God, how powerful my Savior is. He doesn't even have to physically touch me. All I need him to do is to brush by me. All I need him to do is to pass by. It's almost like Peter. You remember the story of Peter. After Peter and John, they've been filled with the Holy Spirit. I can't remember if it's Acts chapter 4 or 5. It's somewhere around the first, uh, first few books of Acts. But he's walking. And as he's walking, do y'all remember this? There's people that are laying there that are lame. And when his shadow, my shadow's on this side, kids. I'm sorry, I was pointing this way. I know. It's this way. There it goes. So as he's walking and it passes by this man laying on this bed that cannot walk, guess what happens? Miracles take place. 
He never lays hands on them. He never speaks in tongues. He never gets anointing oil. His shadow, my God, was healing. But what I'm telling you is God doesn't have to physically touch you. That is why so often when God did miracles, He didn't slap people in the head. He just simply spoke the word and it was so. Whenever the demoniac came to Him, listen, we used to pray for people that were demon possessed. We've slapped them in the head, fought with the devil for hours. But I see Jesus. He just looked at them and said come out of them in the name of Jesus and they are gone he never had to touch them that is the power in the master's provision he can do the same for you if only I can touch the hem of his garment I will be so she had hoped that one day perhaps Jesus would come perhaps one day Jesus would be on her street perhaps one day she could get close enough for her just to touch him isn't it amazing that Jesus came to her town went to her street walked down her block and got just close enough my god I, I, see see there, there there's a scripture it's a woman in the well uh, 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 the woman on the well or at the well whatever you want to call her she's sitting on the well with Jesus there but when Jesus goes there y'all remember the story because it said that he looks at his disciples and he said I must Go through Samaria. Which they reply, Lord, why do you go through Samaria? The Jews and the Samaritans don't have anything to do with one another. Why would you want to go through Samaria? He says, I've got to go there. He, he knew that there was destiny. There was an appointment there. He had to meet a lady. There was going to be something that happened that day. And sure enough, he went out of his way. Went through a town that would ridicule him because he was a Jew. Just because he wanted to get to that one woman. He came to where he knew she would be. He came right. He did the same thing for this woman. He came right to where she was. I want to tell somebody that if you need Jesus, Jesus will come to your town. Jesus will get on your street. Jesus will walk down your block. And he'll have provision with him if you'll just reach out and say if I can just touch Jesus I don't care what you need the master has provision and that is going for you Woo! well hallelujah to the lamb the master's provision listen you can go to other people and try to get help they may give you a little advice. They may give you some things. You may have a headache and I might give you a Tylenol. But the master's provision is much better than mine. If you've got addictions, you can go to AA meetings. You can go to a drug place and go and get them to talk to you about your issues. If you've got depression, you can go to a psychiatrist. But I came to tell you today that Jesus Christ can change all of it. He can do more than I can do for you in a session. He can do more than you than any doctor can do with radiation. My God has the provision. You just need to pray, God, let me get close enough to you that you can just brush by me. You don't even have to touch me. Just say the word only and it shall be done. If you can believe leave God for your miracle I've come to tell somebody today the master's provision is there he has spread a table before you in the presence of your enemies hold on a little longer everything is going to be alright the master's here the master's here well I'm going to get another swallow of water I'm enjoying preaching praise God give Jesus a hand clap of praise will you he's good And I'll close with this and let you go. The last thing that's going for her. So we got presidents against her. We got position against her. We got people against her. But for her, her problem is for her. The master's provision is for her. And lastly, and I love this one, her perseverance is for her. There's times that you just got to go on when you don't feel like going on. There's times that you got to get up in the morning how many of you have ever got ready for work and you hit that alarm clock, the snooze button, and you thought to yourself, I just don't feel like doing this today. Anybody? Or is everybody like jumping out to bed talking about, give me my coffee and, you know, and, and all this stuff with the rooster crow and you're ready to roll, the sun's coming up. Maybe some of y'all are like that. I'm not quite like that. I do get up when the sun comes up, but not, well, maybe an hour after the sun comes up. I don't know, it's getting earlier and earlier, isn't it? I want to tell you something today. There's times that, you just don't feel like it. But you get up anyhow. Because, you know, I need this job. I mean, if I, if I don't get paid, I can't have food. If I don't get paid, my children are going to starve. Them children, they want all this stuff. I mean, they're getting older, and before I know it, they want in a car. I mean, come on, go get a job, kid. I can't raise you forever. You know what I'm saying? Y'all with me? There's times like that. You get up anyhow, 
Because there's something in you that says, I just got to do it. And I'm going to tell you, there's times in your spirit that it's going to be the same way. And there's going to be people against you. Everything's going to be against you. It's going to look like the odds are stacked against you. It looks like you're going to win. But that's when you just hang on like a son. That's when you just hold on to God. That's when you say, I'm not letting go. That is when you say, I'm going to get up anyhow. I'm going to pray anyhow. I'm going to read my Bible anyhow. Do I feel like doing it? Of course not. But I'm going to do it anyhow. And what I found in my life is oftentimes, whenever I read my Bible, when I don't feel like it, I get something out of it. This morning I got ready to walk. I'm listening to the Bible. And I was like, you know, I may just listen to some music this morning. And I just, you know, let's listen to some. I'll listen to some gospel music and walk down the road and try to get in the spirit to preach. I said, no. I want the word. I need the word this morning. Let's listen to the word. Because I had to focus. You know, I had to really pay attention. And I got that. Man, I'm telling you, I wrote about three or four notes going walking my dog this morning. Sermons that the Lord was just, just pouring into me. And I'm like, oh, yes, 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 yes. So, I'm getting, I got three sermons this morning, walking down the road, all right, listening to the word of God. When you don't feel like it, you got to do it anyhow. There's a provision for you. There's a miracle for you. God is on the other side of that. So I've come to tell somebody today, it is not a sin if you feel discouraged. It is not a sin if you're wondering how in the world you're going to make it through. It is not a sin if you feel like giving up because we've all been there and we've all done that. But I'm going to tell you what is a sin. What is a sin if you just sit on your butt and say, I'm going to wait for Jesus to come to me. That is not what God wants to do. God needs you to get up like this lady and persevere. He needs you to push through those things that are against you. He needs you to show him that he means everything to you. As the deer pants after the water so my heart and my soul pant after you Lord. I need you more than anything. I want you more than anything. Take the whole world but give me Jesus. It is at that moment that miracles begin to happen. It is in that moment that God brings exactly what you need. He comes to this woman's street. He comes right down the road. All she's got to do is get to where he is. She will not give up. I mean, if I heard all the negative things this woman probably heard, I mean, man, I probably would have wanted to give up too. But she pushed through the crowd. She disregarded the people. All obstacles. She disregards all of the addictions. She says, you know what? I'm going to move them out of the way. I don't care what's in the way. Somebody said, well, I'm depressed, Pastor. Well, you need to get down and you need to say, depression, move out the way. You're no match for my Savior. I need, you say, Pastor, I'm struggling in my finances. I need a pay raise. And you need to pray God will give you one. And you need to move that mess out the way. If there's people that have been discouraging you and pulling Pulling you down. You need to say you know what y'all got to get out the way. Because I've got to get to Jesus. God will honor perseverance. And this lady pushes through the crowd. They say negative things about her. They probably kicked her. This crowd is thronging. They are all around Jesus. But this lady fights her way through. Because she knew that if she could just get to him. Her miracle was only a touch away. Listen to me somebody. She brushed the very border of his garments. Oh, and something changed forever. When she touches him, there's two wonderful things in closing. Go ahead and play if you would, my dear sister. Two wonderful things happened that had never happened before. Jesus, according to the text, and, and I'm going to do a little paraphrasing here, but what I'm reading and how I interpret it, Jesus literally healed this woman before he even, even realized it. As one theologian said, his divinity outran his humanity in this case. And he said, who touched me? But this is the problem. Watch this. Watch this. She never touched him. Did she? Not, not his body. He never did. That's not what about she did. She didn't grab him. She didn't hug him. She just brushes his garment. And that is why his divinity outruns his humanity. He's 100% God, but yet he's 100% man. If you cut him, he's going to bleed. But his divinity, the God in him, says somebody has touched me. But, but master, how can you say that you've been touched? Look around you. The thronging crowd, I'm sure you've been touched. They've been pushing all over you. He's like, no, 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 no. This is a different kind of touch. This is a fake touch. This is somebody that wouldn't just come and to come to church because they go to church on Sundays. This was not just somebody coming out of tradition. This was not, this lady came with a purpose. 
She didn't come just because she likes here to preach or preach. She didn't come just because she likes the singing and the music. She did not come just because she was afraid that her mom and dad would call her and get her on the phone because they raised her to go to church. She came with a purpose. And it wasn't like a regular touch. When this woman touched me, he said, I felt virtue go out of me into her. The power of the Holy Spirit had touched this little lady because she refused to give up. She pushed her way through to her miracle. So that happened. And secondly, I love this. Jesus turns around. I mean, just, just can Sometimes I have to close my eyes and just see it. There are thousands of people all around. Jesus is right here. There's a little woman down on her knees. She's fought away. She just grabs his, his garment. She tries to back away quietly because she feels in her body. Immediately she felt in her body that the blood had dried up. She's felt it for 12 years. She's been depressed for 12 years. She's been sick for 12 years. But just one encounter with Jesus. And she felt immediately in her body everything had changed. But as Jesus is standing here, he looks around. Who touched me? And as he's looking, he connects with this woman of faith. This is his divinity, outrunning his humanity. And he sees this little lady. He sees Beth. And he says to her, daughter. Did y'all hear that? Not lady. Who do you think you are? He said, daughter. What does daughter mean? It shows love. It shows compassion. How many of you love your daughter? Do I have any? Do I have any? Thank you. I, I mean, do you love your son? It's different than anything in the world, isn't it? It's different than your marriage. It's different. It's different. It's a different kind of love. It's different. It's a different kind. You, we, we, and you can't explain it. Some of you are sitting there saying, what in the world is he talking about? Just wait till you have that little baby. It's different. It's different. When Jesus looks at her, he claims her a nobody from nowhere and says, you're my daughter now. Woo! See, what I love about Jesus is Jesus said, for those that will call on my name, he said, I have given them the power to become my sons and my daughters. So listen to me. The president, Donald Trump, has no idea who I am, Brian Hartzell. But I got news for you. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords knows exactly who I am today. He knows my name. I wish somebody would help me preach. Not only does he know me, but I am his are y'all ready for this? I'm his son. You're his daughter. The king of the universe. My God, I got to close. I got to close. <sighs> A nobody that meant somebody. And now I've got to tell everybody. That day this lady received a personal miracle because she had the faith faith that would not die, that would not give up. She holds on. So my question to you today is, do you need a personal miracle? Not a miracle for somebody else. I'm talking about for you. I want you to know we used to sing a song that was said, reach out and touch the Lord as He passes by. You'll find He's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's passing this moment. Your needs to supply. So just reach out and touch the Lord as He passes by. This morning, we're going to stand and we're going to pray here in just a moment. And as I pray, I'm going to ask God to walk by your pew. Walk right by you. And all you have to do is just reach out. And when you touch Him, please hear me, I'm about to preach. When you touch Him, if you'll have faith, according to what I preached, immediately. Are you ready for this? I'm talking to faith walkers here. I'm not talking to just your average Joes. I'm talking to people that actually believe and have faith. If you have faith and you reach up and you touch Him as He passes by, immediately you will feel virtue flow from Him to you. And whatever you need, bam, it happens. He can heal your mind. He can heal your body. 
He can heal your soul. He can heal your emotions. He can heal your marriage. He can heal your relationships that are going bad. He can heal this church. Anything that Satan would bring against us, He can bring healing to us so that we can grow and prosper even as our soul prospers. Are you listening to me today? Let's stand. Let's stand. I got a call. I want to pray. I want to pray right now. I want to welcome our, our Facebook audience. They're watching today too. I've already looked at it, shared it on my wall. And man, we've got several watching today. So bless you today. Some of you are our church folks. Some of you are, are from other places. But today as I pray this prayer, not only for this congregation in here, but for those that are watching today, you can reach out and touch Jesus right now. So as we pray, you can lift your hand in your living room, in your wherever you are, you can reach out. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I am praying for everyone that is watching. I am praying for everyone in this building. And I am asking you to do something special right here today. And I am asking you, Father, in a time of social distancing, when they're telling us keep that six foot, Father, they're encouraging us to be careful how we interact with one another, even through praying and laying on of hands and different things such as that. But Father, today I understand, according to my story, that you can walk by everybody today in their aisle you can walk in the houses of people that are watching right now and I don't have to lay hands on them. I don't have to spit on them and scream and holler and ask God to do a miracle. I don't have to speak in tongues for 15 minutes until God breaks through for them. You can pass by them right now and they can reach out to you and name their problem, name their addictions, name their issues, name their failures, name their shortcomings and ask you to take care of it today and Father with just one touch my God Almighty as you pass by them things are going to happen I'm asking you to stretch your hand right now I'm asking you to reach up to Jesus uh, right now whatever you need you need to tell Jesus what needs you have Father I need finances Father I'm struggling go ahead and tell him but maybe some of you say God I'm a little short on something I need you to supply a miracle for me you go ahead and tell God God that's what I need he's passing by He's pa if you need a touch in your body if you've been struggling from sickness you ought to tell God what that sickness is name it let him know exactly what it is reach up touch his garment just touch him as he passes by you'll find that he's there to meet your need you'll find that God's got a miracle it's been gift wrapped it's got a name on it and that name is you God has it just for you sing Brian